Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. <laughs> Believe it or not, Aaron is coming in hot today. I'm, I'm coming in hot today. You got a reason to be hot. You told me what happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm coming in hot. I'm, it's good to be back, too. I feel like I haven't been on a podcast in a little bit. Um, but, man, okay. Let's, so Let's let the audience know first and foremost right now. You're struggling with a migraine? I'm struggling with a bit of a headache right now. So if I seem a little bit off, that's what's going on. I laid. Down, I actually had to take a break earlier. I laid down in my office for a little while. Don't worry, we'll take that out of your paycheck. I felt felt like I might. <laughs> I mean, I have my trash can right next to me. That's how I was feeling. Rough. Um, I feel a little bit better now. So um, that's just what's happening right now. But but this happened last week, and I'm still pretty upset about it. Yeah. Um, I got something too tailored right off of what you're gonna say. I think everybody's gonna be able to. Everybody's gonna feel us on this, bro. I I think so. Yeah. So me and my wife were going on vacation. I'm gonna set up the story a little bit. Me and my wife were going on vacation, and we wanted to take our our bikes. Uh, we we're gonna be up in Petoskey. They got some beautiful trails. There's actually like a bike path up there. Beautiful area. I was like, oh, we should take our bikes. Well, our options to take our bikes were put them in the back of my truck or buy a bike rack for her car. Now. Thing is, Honda Civic gets about double the gas mileage of my truck. So I did some research. I said, okay, we don't have a bike rack, but what's the cost going to be to buy a bike rack versus pay double for gas in my car or my truck? Mm -hmm. Looked online. I found a great deal for just a double bike rack at at Walmart. I was like, perfect. This will save us actually a lot of money. I went to the store to buy it, said it was in stock at my local store, went to the store to buy it, and I was looking at the prices, and I was like, man, these seem way higher than what I saw online. Okay. Then I pulled up, because like maybe they were, it was the wrong one. So I pu- in the store, I pulled up the site that I was looking at, the exact same bike rack. Online was $34. And, or no, it was $36. And in the store, it was $50. It's like they, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. What's the difference? And then in little tiny fine print on the website, because I'm so frustrated about this, I read, it says online, or online order or online in-store pickup purchase only. Okay, so you're going to get the $35 price. If you do, if I buy it online, but pick it up in the parking lot, not like in your car, in my car, it's not, it's not like order it and they'll ship it to the store and you'll get this price. No, it's in the store. It's in the store. They, I'm staring at the product on the shelf, but they, they want me to order it online and them to bring it out to my car as I sit in the parking lot. If you sit in your car and they bring it to you, it's $35. It's $35. If you walk into the store, pull it off the shelf, and go to self-checkout, it's $50. $50. And I was like, this doesn't make any I – was, I was so frustrated. Yeah, it's bad customer service. And so I went to the customer service desk, 
and there was nobody there. And I walked out, and I had to really check myself because I was pretty. I came in pretty hot. I was so frustrated. Yeah, about to take on pastor <laughs> title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I walked up to this lady, and she's like, "How can I help you today?" I was like. <clears throat> I literally said to her, "Will you guys match your own price?" <laughs> and she was like, "What?" Yeah. I said, "Well, online it says I can buy this online and pick it up like in the parking lot for thirty five dollars, but it's fifty on the shelf." Yeah. And she was like, "Huh? Okay, let me see." And you know, she tapped some. I don't know what she was doing on the computer. She tapped something on the computer for a second, and then this. She scanned it and went, oh, yeah, it says it's in stock here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, it's in stock. I brought you one from your shelf. Yeah. She yeah. literally told me, oh, yeah, the computer says it's in stock here. I was like, yes, it's in stock here. I just brought this. I, I went to the back. I found it in the bike section, it and I brought like, it to you. It feels like a scene out of The Office. <laughs> like, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel yeah. like a scene out of the out of the office where Dwight's getting frustrated? Don't. No, don't put it into the computer. <laughs> and yes, that's exactly what I, I was. So she she did. Luckily, she gave me the thirty five dollar price. Yeah, and I saved my fifteen dollars, and I walked out. But I was like, "What?" It makes me think of what these fast food places are doing now. Oh, oh. with the apps. Yes. Yes. With, with the apps. What the heck? With the apps. This is so frustrating. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. They have a whole menu of food items, and they will only let you purchase certain food items from the app. <laughs> from the app. Even, you know, even pizza places are doing that now. Oh, you're, you want to you wanna talk about, like, why is there so much rage and anger in the world <laughs> these days? It's, it's f- restaurant apps. It's the, sole, it's the only reason. It's the sole reason. Oh, my gosh. So, like, obviously, they have the food in the restaurant. Yeah. And they ha- they have the ability to make it. They And they'll make it for you if you order it through the app. You cannot order it through drive-thru. Nope. You, you can't walk in and order it. Walk in and order it. Nope. You oh. want to talk about getting angry? Because you're like, oh, I really do want a cheesy gordita crunch. Uh-huh. It's what I'm craving. It's all I want. And you just go to the drive-thru window. Yeah, um, you know, you waited in line at the drive-thru, and you <laughs> yeah. finally reached the window. Oh, yeah, I want a cheesy gorgia crunch. That's only available on the app. What does that mean? But what, I'm here. I'm, what do you? And I say, what do you? What do you? I was. I remember the first time encountering this. What does that mean? Well, you have to order that on the app. Why? It's just like I do. This is what you got to do, man. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't order right. I've, I'm right here ordering food. Can you take my order of cheesy gordita crunch? No, only on the app. So I have to download an app. Yeah. Or and order it through the app, which plug in all your credit card information. Yeah. Then you have to sit on that parking space. Yeah. And then they bring it out to you. Yes. Oh and my gosh. I I think what they want you here's here's the illusion that they're trying to sell. They're trying to sell you this illusion that it's easier. Oh. If you do, if you do what we want, it's easier. If you if you order your bike rack for in store pickup and you wait in your parking spot, it's easier. It's easier. If you if you just download our app and and buy your cheesy gordita crunch or I know Domino's does the same thing. You can't get certain food from Domino's unless you order on the app. 
it, it's it really you know, the the false narrative is oh it's just easier this way. The actual reality is they really want app downloads. Right, that's what they want. They want app downloads. Some CEO in a room six stories a high is like obsessing and getting angry about not no app downloads yes. today. And and so he came up with an idea. <laughs> if they want their cheese pizza, they got to download the app. And you're like, as a customer, it is the opposite of customer service. It's the Oh, it absolutely is. Because then... It infuriates me as a customer. Yeah, it makes... I was... What was that made me so mad was if she had told me no, like, I'm not going to give you the price, I would have just walked out, ordered it online, sat in the parking lot for 20 minutes. Well, one of their employees came and brought, I was like, you just lost money Mm -hmm. because one, I got it for a cheaper price and you had to pay an employee to walk back and do more work. I'm doing more of the work for you. It's weird. And we could, uh, we could go on for another 10 minutes (laughs) to be quite honest with you. Because I got other things I'm frustrated about. Don't yeah. even get me started on DoorDash. Oh. What a scam that is. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why people do it. I can't be convinced to do it. Unless I'm stranded somewhere and I'm starving to death. Yeah. And have... some reason, DoorDash will deliver a, a, a hamburger and french fries to me. Yeah. But I haven't found myself <laughs> in that position yet. So there's other things, too. <laughs> I don't think a single restaurant in the entire United States needs an app. <laughs> I can't think of a reason why. <laughs> no, I don't I don't understand. What's the deal with the app? Just let me come and buy my food like a normal customer. Like I said, we could go on for another <laughs> 10 more minutes. I, I think it's turning out apps are turning out to be useless, to be quite honest with you. Most apps. Um, let's get into our real topic today. All right, let's do it. Like I said, like always, I have no idea what the name of this podcast is yet. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. We're pretty good at that. Uh, but here's what we want to talk about is just the other day I heard a, a strange Bible stat, Pastor Aaron. What was that? Uh, it, and I, it was so strange and it caught me off guard. I had never heard this before. I kind of forget a little bit of it. But it went something like this. Jesus was asked like 112 questions, but Jesus asked like 300 some odd questions. Yeah. Yeah, and I've I've seen that stat. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's something like that. Um and and I don't know what it means. I don't know if there's any like theological be anything theological behind it. I don't know if we are supposed to learn anything from that, but it it is I think it's I think it's it makes me curious as to why. I mean, but uh there's something interesting about Jesus answering questions in the Bible. That's very true. Um, I wish I could take credit for noticing this, Pastor Aaron, but uh, another another pastor that I love and respect, he noticed this about Jesus. Yeah. And when he said it, I was like, yep, that's right. There's something to this. And this is what Jesus would do. Jesus would answer questions for people not according to what they wanted to hear, but yeah. according to what they needed to hear. Yeah, that's you, you said that earlier right before we started recording, and I thought that was so, so interesting. And instantly when you, you start to read the Gospels through that lens, you instantly start to see that. Um, or, or maybe not through that lens, but ha- having that in the back of your mind, you quickly start to notice that as you read 
as people ask Jesus questions. And you even notice that he often will reply to a question with a question of his own. Yeah. Um, I think a great example, this is so interesting that you heard a pastor talking about this because I literally just listened to a pastor talk about uh, something really similar to this, and he used the example of the Good Samaritan. Uh, Jesus tells this parable, right? Yeah, somebody asked him, who's yeah. my neighbor? And it, it's it's in response to, a, or this is a famous parable. I think it's probably one of the most famous parables that Jesus shares. Mm-hmm. And it's in response to to a guy's question, and it's it's really interesting. And if I can, I would love to read Jesus' interaction with this with this guy right before he gives this parable. Yeah, um, it says on this is Luke ten and uh, twenty five. It says on one occasion, an expert of the law, and some translations say a lawyer, um, stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, "What must I do to inherit eternal life?" So, boom, there's his question. Yeah, seems like a pretty good question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And then Jesus responds with two questions. What is written in the law? He replied. How do you read it? And the which is a great question to a lawyer, who's yes. spent most likely some years studying the law. Exactly. So you know he's speaking to the heart of this individual here. Exactly. Jesus is this is this is actually a pretty different interaction that Jesus has with a lot of other people. He you can see he's really personal with this lawyer. He's addressing him as somebody who really knows the law. He's respecting him. He is and he says, you know, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And so the lawyer answers and says, actually has a great answer. He says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind." And Love your neighbor as yourself. And that's a pretty good answer because that's that actually answer. when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Jesus said. Yeah, he gave those top two. <laughs> and then, so then, the, this, this part of this is so interesting. So then Jesus answers him and says, you have answered correctly. Jesus replied, do this and you will live. And now, I love verse 29. It says, but he wanted to justify himself. Hmm. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? He probably had a bad neighbor, <laughs> and he wanted to like figure out a way. He wanted to probably hear Jesus say, you know, justify his anger. Yes, right, because he... <laughs> or justify his, his, his annoyance with somebody in his life or something like that. Yeah, because he gives Jesus this response, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, strength, and, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus is like, all right, we'll just do that. And he's like, well, I mean, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty tall task mm-hmm. to do that to everybody. So let's, let's kind of get down to the nitty-gritty here, Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. Who's my neighbor? And Jesus' answer to this question is exactly what he doesn't really want to hear. Exactly. That's exactly where I was getting. <laughs> it's not really what he wants to hear. Because because uh, there, is a, there is a certain people group out there that the Jews didn't get along with and had disagreements with and stayed away from, and there was racial tensions, and it was the Samaritans. Yep. Um, so much so that, like, the Jews would would walk around Samaritan, Samaritan, even if it was more miles, just to avoid the dust of the city on their feet. Yes, I mean that. That's that's pretty. That, that, <laughs> what's the word for that? You know, 
that that's pretty childish. Yeah, it's pretty petty. It's pet. That's the word, petty. It is really petty. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, but Jesus, his answer to this question is <laughs> describing <laughs> loving a Samaritan. Yes. And and so of course the of course Jesus answers like he knows people's hearts. Right. Um, and and he did not answer this question according to what they wanted to hear. Jesus answered the question according what to what they needed to hear. That's right. I have been doing a lot of study into living as a last day Christian. Yeah. Um, mainly because I've been asked to preach on it for two Sundays now. Right. And so uh, I have found that people are still today terribly frustrated with the fact that Jesus would not answer the question of his return according to what people wanted to hear. Mm. Wow. It's still a point of tension. It riles people up. Yeah. It gets Christians a little in a tizzy. (laughs) So much, so much, so many times now that Christians have, many Christians have predicted the time and date of Jesus' return. Yeah. Just to, just because they're all tizzed up about it. Right. And and even though the Bible says no man knows. Nobody knows. And they're like, oh, I'm a little, I'm better than, yeah. than God. I know. I know. He said nobody knows, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> and here's what I I have come to conclude on this whole matter. This is my thoughts. These are not anybody else's thoughts. So we want to know when Jesus is returning. Yeah. We want to know who the Antichrist is. Yep. (laughs) We want answers for things like this. But this is what my thought process led me to. I don't think Jesus wanted to tell us these answers for a few reasons. Okay. Because if we knew these answers, then we would try to kill the Antichrist and he was born. Mm -hmm. Also... Uh, if we knew when Jesus was, was going to return, then I believe most of us would relax Yeah, until would, he comes. I was going to bring that point up. I'm so glad that you did. I think if, we, if Jesus said, okay, I'm coming in, you know, such and such a year. Mm-hmm. Um, even, if he, even if he didn't give you a day, he just gave you a year. Oh, wow. You as a we as a Christian as as followers of Jesus, I think that we would have this tendency to relax, abandon mission to exactly to abandon the mission. And Pastor Tim talks about this a lot he, when he whenever he talks about the commission. I hear him say this a lot that the the, the Great Commission is the church's commission with Christ. Like we are on a mission here, mm-hmm. um, and if we knew that oh. Jesus isn't coming back till such and such year. You know what it'd be like? It'd be exactly like the the wicked servant in another parable that Jesus tells. Yeah. And he says, Oh, my my master is gone for for a long time. Yeah. He's not coming back until this day. Yeah. And all of a sudden he got lazy. He started treating the other servants poorly. He started getting drunk. He started just abandoning all of his responsibilities. Yep. 
that's exactly what would happen. It if, happens today. It, it does happen today. It still happens. Even, even though we don't know when he's coming back, that still happens. Yeah. And how much more so would it happen if we knew the time and day Jesus was coming back? Mm-hmm. Another thing I was thinking of, of, of just why Jesus just truly wouldn't answer the question like we wanted him to, but right. he answered it how we needed him, He he what we needed was I truly believe also that if Jesus was to give us some more details, let's just say some names, mm-hmm. some dates, right, more things like that, we would begin to worship these little details mm. more than actually looking forward to Jesus' return. Wow, that's good. And I say that because we love, love, love the details. Oh yeah, and we, we worship the details. Yep, we we just get so get all we get all rizzed up, whatever that means. <laughs> just Generation Z words. I don't know if I used it right. <laughs> we get all jazzed up about the details. We get all excited about the details. We'll just start. We'll just turn that into our idol worship. Yeah, and and Jesus prevents a lot of that from happening. Yeah, with by 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 answering these questions in in a real unique way. Yeah, yeah, he really does. I mean, you think about uh, the Pharisees in Jesus' time. Jesus actually rebuked them because he said, "Listen, diligently you study these scriptures, but they pointed to me." Can you imagine if we had all the details, the names, the dates, places, people? Uh, that pertain to the second coming, that was all those things pertain to the first coming, and people were so the the Pharisees, the people who studied it, they missed it. Yeah, they totally missed the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? They, got, they instead they created six hundred laws. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine if we had those details? What we would do with those details? Yeah, we'd be cr- we'd go crazy. We would go crazy. Um, I was thinking about something. And now I can't remember what it was, but that's okay. Um, because there's so many other instances too in the Bible where, G- where Jesus, where people would ask Jesus serious questions. I think about Nicodemus. Yeah. Nicodemus, he's, he's a religious leader, but he's different from the other religious leaders because you can tell he loves Jesus. Yeah, he, he seems... Genuinely curious about this guy Jesus. He does, and he asks. He has lots of questions for Jesus. Yep. And Jesus answers his questions in just profound ways. I mean, John three sixteen, for example, is one of his answers yeah. to Nicodemus's questions, which is now like a cornerstone of our theology. Yeah. And uh, how we you know preach the word of God. Um, and I'm glad Jesus answered. Nicodemus like this. And I think about too when when Jesus was um getting questioned at Caiaphas's house yeah by the religious leaders um and Pontius Pilate as well. Is that also was that also for somebody questioning him? Yeah, yeah, he questioned him later. He questioned him later that night, but yeah, Pontius Pilate did question him. They were like, "Tell us, are you truly the son of God?" And <laughs> Jesus is like, I've been so plain. I have been crystal clear on who I am. You're, you're being crazy. Like you're insane. Like yeah. you're, you don't even. It, it, I will tell you straight up. Yes, of course I am. Like 
Yeah. Um, I told you many times who I was. I yeah. never shied away from any of this. You just weren't paying any attention. Yeah. Yeah, I love that that interaction with <laughs> Jesus. And I just they're feel like, like Jesus wants to say, <laughs> you stupid idiot. <laughs> but he's not going to say that, right? <laughs> right. But it, it does make me laugh because he's like, yeah, guys, I've been I've been preaching this, yeah. and like, and he even says I didn't do any of it in a dark corner. Uh-huh. Like it's been in your synagogue, in your temple, like mm-hmm. all over Jerusalem, all over Judea. Yeah, I've, I've been ans- I've been saying I'm the Son of God. Like I'm here. Yeah, and yes, <laughs> I am. I'm the Son of God. I know. I see. He's saying it all the time. He's quoting <laughs> prophecies about himself as he reads in the tabernacle. He's telling people he is the son of man. He is the son of God. <laughs> he says God is his father. How many times in the Bible? I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. But yet they like, it's like this. It's like when Jesus really would truly just give a perfectly straightforward answer, they refused to listen. Yeah. And when he answered them in parables, they would listen so intently. But not get it. But not get it. That's right. And it reminds me of what the Bible says, that even though they have ears, they cannot hear. They cannot hear. And even though they have eyes, they cannot see. That's right. It, and, and it's like it's like Jesus couldn't get it. He was never going to be understood. Yeah. But those who wanted to understand him understood him, mm-hmm. like Nicodemus, yeah. like his disciples, and like all of us right now who are listening and the two of us talking on this microphone. And I feel like it's still happening today. Those who want to hear, hear. Those who mm-hmm. refuse to listen just won't listen. Yeah. And I think it happens. I love that you said it happens today because I've seen people who are curious about Jesus. Recently, over the past year, uh, a high school student came to be curious about Jesus. I just encourage him just to read, start reading the Gospels. And all of a sudden, he's just falling in love with Jesus. How can you not? He's, he's got all these questions for me, and he, he's like, man, this is incredible. Um, just really genuinely falling in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he went, and he, he was searching for this for, for something and found it in Jesus. And then some other people, and I, I've seen this with people, they'll read the Gospels. They'll read this life and story of Jesus, but they're they're usually coming looking as a critic hmm. for for something to hate about Jesus, for something to to pick apart, for mm-hmm. something to not like, and they usually find it. They usually find it because mm. in most of the time they started offended, yeah. right? Yeah, and 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 as a pastor, we we see that, and it's the exact. It, it reminds me of the exact same thing that was happening when Jesus was here 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. There was people who were so excited, so open. When Jesus said, come follow me, they left everything and followed him. And some people who heard the exact same thing, heard the same parables, followed the same Jesus, and he said one thing they didn't like, then they walked away. Yeah. Yeah. They had ears, but they didn't hear. It's true. It's true. I'm going to preach on this this coming Sunday. And I'm actually going to point out um, in the Bible, because people asked him, uh, essentially, you know, hey, when are you coming again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When what, are you coming back? What you signs com- are we yeah. going to have? When, when are you coming back? What's going to be like? Come on, tell us. We want to know. We want to be ready. We want to be prepared. And Jesus tells them uh, 
in just in this one answer alone, I've got five, but in one little chunk of verses, he gives them four things that he they need to do mm. before he comes back. Yeah. And what tends to happen, Pastor Aaron, is we miss these four things because we're so keyed in on him giving us some awesome details that he yep. never gives. Yep. So as he's answering it, we're getting disappointed when he's not giving us the name of the Antichrist or the date of his return, <laughs> but he's giving us things that we need to do, Right. and we're missing it. Mm, come on, that's good. And I'm going to talk about that this Sunday. So if you're listening to this before Sunday, the uh, what's the date this Sunday? I don't know. Let me check the calendar right now. Today's the 24th? 27th. It'll be the 27th. This so if, you, if you're listening to this before August 27th, come to church on Sunday. We're going to, Pastor Luke's going to unpack this more, obviously. Because the truth is, is I missed these, we, we I missed these things. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I'm, I can't wait for Sunday. I can't wait to hear about it. You probably can't tell because I don't sound very enthusiastic right now. I realize yeah. that. You do sound like you're like, yeah, I'm so excited for <laughs> <laughs> I am very excited for Sunday. I apologize for my my low energy levels right now, guys. It's fine. It's fine. But I'm I'm super excited to preach this. I studying this out was eye opening. I really enjoyed studying this out, and I learned a lot myself. And one of the things I learned is Jesus just would not answer people according to what they wanted to hear, but he definitely would answer them according to what they needed to hear. Mm, so good. So he, good. He had such a an um, unbelievable, amazing way of answering questions. I mean, obviously, like, he understood the past, the present, and the future, and he would answer these questions to help people in the future, too, mm. which is crazy to think about. That is crazy to think about. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Jesus answered some of these questions knowing that they would be written down in the Gospel of Mark or John yeah. so that we could read it 2,000 years later. Oh, it's crazy to think about. He had to... He had to He's really smart, and boy, you know, he was doing things. He was he was operating on another level. Oh, <clears throat> a whole other level. We're still trying to catch up with him, um, which is awesome. It's been great to be with you today, audience. It has been. It's been wonderful to be with you. Yes. It's nice to have my co-host back. It's great to be back. I miss honestly. I really miss being back or nah. miss being gone. I know. I miss you too. Um, what are we going to call this podcast today? What do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? That's with, with a question mark. What do you want to hear? Yeah, that's the best I got right now. I think we'll roll with it. Why not? I love All right. it. All right. Catch you on the next one, everybody. Bye. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.